Our gospel reading today is from Mark 16, verses 1 through 8, the resurrection of Jesus. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thank you, God. I invite you to be seated. What a word, right? Compromands making their profession of faith in Jesus Christ. The music has just been outstanding. Thank you all so, so much. And the new life we hear in the back is beautiful. It's just beautiful. You know, during this past week, we remember the events leading up to the, the crucifixion of our, our Lord Jesus. Last Sunday, we celebrated the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem. We, we sang festive hymns and we waved our palms. And by the way, you and your palms made Facebook. <laughs> Thursday evening, we gathered with um, our sister church, Mount Sylvan. We gathered here in this sanctuary to remember that um, new commandment that our Lord gave us, to love others as he has loved us. And then... We went to Mount Sylvan on Friday evening, and we remembered the, the words of our Lord from the cross. We listened deeply to his last words, knowing that through the pain and the, the wounds he sustained, that the woundedness and pain in our world finds healing and redemption. All of Holy Week was a prelude to this morning where we gather and we proclaim Christ is risen. Now this morning, even though we don't forget the pain and the suffering of our Lord, we embrace how God redeemed all of that pain in the miracle of the resurrection. Today is the day of good news. God transformed the despicable and painful events of Good Friday and turned them into the good news of salvation for the world. One story of resurrection began in the shop of a cobbler with his awl. The cobbler had a son who loved helping his father. And one day he and his dad were working on a piece of leather. And as they were uh, punching the leather with that awl, the awl slipped and it punctured the eye of the young boy. And he became blind in that one eye. But not 
uh, much later, the other eye became infected, and he became blind in both eyes. And he had to attend a school for the blind. At this school, the children, they learned to read by handling large carved wooden blocks. Now, when the shoemaker's son was in his mid-teens, at that school, he thought how they were being taught to read was cumbersome. He thought there could be a better way for the blind to live in a sighted world. He, he was inspired by the work of a French army captain who developed a method for reading for his soldiers where they wouldn't have to use light at night. It was called night reading. <clears throat> so with much thought and experimentation on the work already done by the French captain, this cobbler's son developed a method of reading by punching dots on a piece of paper with a cobbler's awl. The cobbler's son, Louis Braille, devised this new method by using the same kind of awl that had blinded him. The same tool that caused him harm, he now used to create a whole new way of life for the blind. He taught them how to read in this unique way. He, he developed a system of reading music by punching holes in paper with that awl. To be sure, the Braille story is a story of resurrection. The Braille story is a story of transformation. It is certainly an Easter story. In our gospel lesson today, we see three women. Just as the sun was rising, they approached the tomb of Jesus, expecting to find their Lord lying dead. They went to the tomb as an act of deep devotion. They went to anoint his body with spices to uh, prevent the stench of death. On their way to be with Jesus, they wondered who they would get to help roll away the stone that has sealed the tomb. But arriving, they found something they didn't expect. The stone had already been moved. And instead of Jesus lying dead from his crucifixion, they saw a young man clothed in sitting in the tomb. And the young man saw that the women were alarmed. You heard the scripture. They were alarmed and... The young man says, don't be alarmed. Well, that didn't go well, I'm sure. I mean, that's like saying, don't think of the color red, right? But the young man offered as much uh, comfort and assurance as he could. He told them that Jesus was not there, for he had been raised from the dead. And then he instructed them to go and tell what they have seen to Peter and the other disciples. The young man did say, then said something that was very powerful and assuring to the woman, assuring for us today. He said, Jesus is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him as he told you. Jesus is going ahead of them, and he will be waiting for them in Galilee. Jesus is going before them, ahead of his followers. Jesus is going ahead of the disciples, and Jesus goes ahead of us today. That's good news, that Jesus goes before us and continues to go before us each and every day of our lives. We need that, just as the women on that first Easter needed that. Our scripture says the women went away from the tomb, for terror had, and amazement had seized them. The message of the good news they received from the young man in the tomb seems to have escaped them initially. On that first Easter morning, their hopes and dreams were still alive, that God was not dead. The reign of God had begun in the ministry of Jesus, and it endured and continues through the resurrection.
but they were not able to hear that overshadowed by fear at first. So you see, they needed Jesus to be present when they arrived in Galilee. They needed Jesus to show up and to help assuage their terror. We need this too. We need to know that Jesus has gone ahead of us and he will show up when we need him the most. We need him to be that good shepherd that goes ahead of the sheep, giving the sheep that, that assurance that the, the good shepherd has paved the path for them to walk. Just like those women on the first Easter. We need to know that Jesus, whom God raised from the dead, is with us, goes ahead of us, to help us face whatever lies ahead on our journey of life. Magdalene Engel, in her children's book, The Summer of Great Grandmother, tells a wonderful story about reading to her grandchildren, singing a song at bedtime. Her grandchild, Lena, turned to her and asked, Grammy, is everything all right? And Engel said, well, yes, everything is okay, sweetie. Lena, she asked her Graham again, Graham, is everything really all right? I mean, really. Lena Engel says she looked at that little child in her white nightgown and realized she was asking the cosmic question, the question that is out beyond the safety of any home full of light and love. She then reflects and says, every Christmas we go to the manger child and ask, is everything really all right? Every Easter, we go to the tomb and we ask the same question. Is everything really all right? We all have those kinds of questions in our hearts, don't we? The good news, the resurrection news is that even when we might feel things are not right, we can look beyond our feelings and we can live into our faith and hear the good news and realize the good news in the person of Jesus Christ, the resurrected Lord. We show up on Easter Day. This place is packed today, isn't it? We show up on Easter Day in particular because we know Jesus will show up. And Jesus has shown up. And come what may, everything is going to be all right. What I'm about to say now is really important for you to hear. The good news that everything is going to be all right is not some shallow feel-good religion. The truth is that we will still know pain and we will still experience fear. We will still experience disappointment and anger. We'll grow older into salt and pepper. We'll learn to face our limitations. We still will face uncertainty forced upon us by disease and we'll struggle with doubts and faith. But the deeper truth, the deeper truth is that whatever life may throw at us pales in comparison to the good news of the risen Lord being with us in spirit and in the community of the church. Everything we have experienced and everything we will experience, individually, communal, or in the world, Jesus took with him to the cross. He took all those things to the cross and God transformed those things of pain and suffering. God transformed all those things of loss and death and he breathed into them new life the resurrection so how do we know how do we know that the risen Lord has gone ahead of us how do we know that Jesus shows up this risen Jesus shows up when we need him the most we know this when we are experiencing an illness and we're too weak or we're too depressed to make it to the kitchen to prepare something to eat and we get a phone call from uh, from Judy and we get a phone call from 
the, um, is it the feeding the lambs ministry, feeding the flock, that we really want to offer you a home-cooked meal. We know that Jesus has gone ahead of us. The risen Lord has gone ahead of us when life circumstances tell us how inadequate we are. And someone in our church community reminds us that we are still a beautiful creation of God. We know that Jesus has gone ahead of us. The resurrected Lord has gone before us when in our pain and suffering, no matter how much or how little, where we feel alone and isolated, that someone shows up and says, can I just sit with you? Can I give you a hug? We know that the risen Lord has gone ahead of us that when we feel forgotten and someone and our church community asks us, not as courtesy, but really asks us, how are you doing? I'd like to know. We know that the risen Lord has gone ahead of us and that Jesus has shown up when our faith that was once strong and our relationship with God was once warm and intimate has grown cold. And someone, someone in the life of the church reminds us that God's love for us and our salvation doesn't depend on how we feel but it is God's faithfulness that we can count on. They remind us that God loves us from eternity to eternity. We know that the risen Lord has gone ahead of us and has shown up when we find ourselves grieving the death of a loved one, someone we love, and in the midst of that unbearable pain, there comes a whisper from God or from someone in our church community that because of our faith in Jesus, that somehow beyond what we could ever comprehend, we will be reunited with that loved one. These are some of the ways that we know that the resurrected Lord has gone ahead of us. These are the ways that assure us that come what may, Madeline Lingua's grandchild asking, is everything all right? As people of faith, we can say yes. Because the resurrection of our Lord, we can be assured as was Julian of Norwich, 14th century English mystic, when she was in the midst of her life's adversities, she prayed a prayer, all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. But this is the high holy day of the church year, isn't it? It is Easter, it's not Christmas. Just put that out there. It's a time we celebrate the good news of God's love. It's a time for us not just to celebrate the good news of God's love, but for us to become the good news of God's love. It's a time for us to become good news for others. You see, celebrating the good news of Easter without becoming the good news of Easter rings a little empty, doesn't it? Each of us needs to be a person who becomes the love and the hope of Jesus for others. How can we who receive mercy not give it in return? How can we who accept forgiveness not forgive others? How can we embrace being loved so deeply and not love others? How can we who are reconciled to God through Jesus, through the resurrection power, not reconcile with another? How can we who are accepted unconditionally by a loving God not accept others? The good news of the resurrection is to both celebrate and to live into the resurrection story. The good news of that first Easter. Even, even though the women left the tomb, it says, in terror and amazement, Jesus went ahead of them in Galilee, where he met them and the disciples. He showed up on time and in time for those women and for the disciples. And he shows up on time and in time 
for each one of us because of what happens on Easter Sunday. The good news is that Jesus shows up for us and Jesus also gives us opportunity to show up for others, sharing the good news of the resurrection, sharing the, the love and the grace and the mercy that has been shown us. Christ is risen. Let us pray. Holy God, help us to celebrate this day of resurrection. Help us to be a faithful witness of the power of your transforming love. And help us reflect that hope in the midst of despair. Help our lives be filled with compassion in a world of woundedness. Let our forgiveness build bridges of reconciliation. Oh God, fill our hearts so full with Easter joy that it gives us courage to be your Easter people in this world. I pray this in the name of the risen